I will come for you before you come for me. All right, you don't know. I'm a Google detective. All right, so anyways, um, if you're new to this show, Panda Strong Podcast, we are part of Panda Strong Apparel, and our job here is to provide you education on strength, sports, and training, and everything health and fitness related in accordance. And this information is vital for you if you are an amateur to semi-professional athlete, trainer, coach, competition host. We are here to make the world a better place. One barbell at a time. I should remember that for next time. Anyways, today we are introducing our two new co-hosts, the lovely Jen. I think she has two ends because I don't think she's as thick as me. And then we have Hilda because she's all about being the skinny pole dancer and um, doing vacuum ab exercises like that redhead on TikTok. And um, never mind, I'm just kidding. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hello, Hilda. Hey, and Jen, hey, thank you for being on our team. They're going to be doing interviews with you guys coming up, and we are going to have the first time ever on our show, male guests. Oh my gosh. And as usual, we're going to be interviewing people from all over the world to give you the most innovative trending information to help you in your health fitness goals. So welcome to the show, ladies. Hell yeah. Hello. <laughs> and your response is very much the guy on the sideline. He's there, but like doesn't want to, you know, put more effort than necessary. It's like when you had to do the roll call in school and tenants, and you're like, here, yes, obviously you can see me. I'm here. <laughs> uh anyways, so today. Um, Jen is going to be interviewed by the lovely Hilda Sega. Sega? Sega? That's your Seagull. name? Seagull. Seagull. Okay. Yes, like seagull, like the actual bird. Seagull. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I was thinking Katie Seagull from like Married with Children. Yeah, it's more oh, like yes. that. And Sunday, okay. <laughs> Or Jason Seagull. Don't get it. Uh, who's something Steven Seagal? Isn't there like some bad, yeah, it's not like the bad same boy? Yeah. Yes. Don't get it confused. Are you related? Possibly. I no. feel like Hilda also has some secret, you know, ninja stealth skills. She's just a single mom. You don't mess with single mamas. You know, they're ready to pack a punch if necessary. <laughs> well, my kids are older now, so I'm not really a single mom anymore. But yeah, but my point is, you don't lose your superpowers, yeah, I know, I know. though. I'm just saying. I know. I'll stay forever. So anyways, for all of our folks who don't know how amazing you are, Hilda was our first podcast episode when we started just over a year ago. She was our first sponsored elite athlete, um, which is really, really cool. And so she's now one of our co-hosts. So Hilda, tell us all about you and what makes you fabulous. Well, I'm a grandmother and mother. Um, I'm 45, so I'm a young grandmother. Um, but I compete in powerlifting, pole fitness, as well as I've done three uh, figure shows and a bikini show. So I've got a, a well-rounded or crazy background in fitness. I, I'm, and I started as a yoga instructor. So it's been one thing after the other. So she anything decided fitness, to get off the yoga diet and start eating protein shakes. No, yoga. <laughs> it's a story of her success today. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Uh, continue oh okay i thought i'm sorry i don't know what else to say about myself like 
<laughs> whatever she's also yeah. um, a referee in powerlifting oh yeah yeah i'm a judge for uh wpc canada and uh hopefully soon i'll get my international judge i'm supposed to sit on I want to sit in at nationals to get certified for my practical part. I've already passed the written and I'm currently enrolled in prescript for uh, a barbell course to become a better coach just because I'm trying to always upgrade my education. Yes, but for those who like Thai food, she can also teach you how to do the Thai yoga. Oh, um, yes, Thai yoga massage, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, when I said that wrong the first time I interviewed you guys, she like she like totally reprimanded me. I was like, I'm so sorry. No, I did that. I was a, you said I was a registered massage therapist, and I'm like, oh no, I don't want to get in trouble. So, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I was having mom brain hard. I was like, my baby was three months old. I wasn't even sleeping at that point. And I think um, you had a girl that was uh, a massage. Oh therapist. yes, yes, I mixed them up. After, the so quite, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the uh, lemony she also coffee. teaches people how to stand on goats as well. You can go take classes with her in the field. Well, alpacas. And dig, dig out your hippie vibes. Alpacas. Goats. Yeah, alpacas. <laughs> they're goats. They're nicer, they're, they're nicer they're than goats. They don't stand on you. No, you stand on them. Yes, yes, they do. I've been to classes where there was goats on people's backs. I've seen it. These aren't goats, though. They're alpacas. I'm just kidding. So anyways, I know. <laughs> so she's interviewing Jen. Um, Jen, um, I could say good things about you, but I feel like you're too awesome. I can't handle it. So tell us a lo <laughs> our lovely listeners about what makes you badass. Well, thank you. Um, I, I think Katie and I have this. Katie, what am I Hilda? We were talking about Katie no, Google. Okay, don't worry. Um, a similar background of you start one, yeah, you start one aspect of athletics and it just veers off to the left. So um I originally started as a track and field discus thrower. Um <clears throat> I did really well in high school, three-time Southern Idaho Conference champion, state champion. <laughs> And then my best mark as a senior in high school put me at top 20 in the nation in 2002. So that seems pretty legacy. But if I didn't have those strength um, experiences, I wouldn't be who I am. Um, it then spurred on to becoming a collegiate athlete at both Portland State and Boise State. And then um, I met a gentleman in one of my history classes, started powerlifting and having that static strength, a lot of weightlifting background from all the workouts, it made me have a, an incredible strong back and it just was a good start for powerlifting. And then when I immigrated in 2011, um, or 20 cent, I beg your pardon, there was UK strongest, woman in deep part of Kent, dim, dim church of all places in the United Kingdom that I thought I might as well, I'll put my hand to that. So I've done strong woman and it just lit a fire, just, just an amazing kind of like, whoa, this is something dynamic. Um, I feel like powerlifting is kind of two dimensional, but strong woman's more 3D that, you know, have to work on your endurance. 
strength, explosiveness, and then, yeah, ended up competing at the Arnold Classic in 2015. Um, I've pulled a 14-ton uh, fire engine. I've done fire walking. Uh, um, I've done steel. So <laughs> I am falling in love. Please stop. I am a married woman. I'm on a straight to narrow, and I'm changing my mind as you speak. Anyway, so in summary, she's a world champion powerlifter. Okay, we're gonna get more into her body in a second. Sec, okay, she is um, an American in the UK. She got lost. And then she just, she's one of those people that the cruise ship was like, okay, we're leaving now. And then she's like, wait, she's just like running down. And they're like, we got to go. We are, you know, we are left dog. I'm just kidding. I don't think, she, I don't know if she's been on a cruise ship. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and she's amazing at the strong woman. And um, there's other little dibbly dabbling things that she's been dabbling in such as grip sport. I'm actually legitimately surprised that you did not do Scottish Highland games. Because a lot of people that leave, you know, the track field, shot put and all that kind of stuff, they go there, which is interesting to me that you've not done that. I feel like you would probably, they might have to have like extra gating. It's, it's on the bucket you list. You'd be yeeting things so far and wide. Oh, Canada. <laughs> There's far and wide is a part of a song, isn't it? That's the national anthem one of them? I don't know. <laughs> I tell you what, the Highland Games is on my bucket list. I'm just some of my other crew from the grip coven. We've, we're like, we got to do this one of these days, but it's just our schedules at the moment are just out of control. And, and um, I was supposed to do this in like 11 and I got horribly sick. And also my kilt from a company didn't arrive on time. So it just wasn't in the cosmos. It wasn't yet, meant to but be, but you know what is meant to yeah. be for her? It's walking on fire. That's why laughing at fire. So I just think of like, Finding emo, the ring of fire. You know what I mean? That little yes. Just oh, who walks and who wakes up one day and says, "You know what? Um, I feel like I need some exfoliation on my feet. I don't feel like a spa is gonna do her. You know what? I'm gonna go get me some coals, and I'm gonna light them coals on fire, and I'm just gonna walk on them. I'm just gonna walk on them. How does that happen? Just a question. <laughs> How do you begin the path of fire walking? Okay. <laughs> so my oh, one of my strong woman friends said Jen she said Jen I have this charity thing to do with work do you want to do it with me and she said it only took me two minutes or two seconds to realize who I need to ask and she said that's you and I said hell yeah I'm doing it I mean not even like 20 seconds because at the time I was meeting Owen and I was just like hell yeah I'm in and I just thought, why not? It's a memory. Like, you might as well. And then once you research firewalking in different cultures, it's like a rebirth. And at the time when I was going to do it, I was pregnant again. I was like, well, there we go. Maybe I'm clearing, like, bad spirits or energies and to make sure that, like, maybe this child or, like, this new beginning with my, my second son, just clarity and cleansing. So I just thought it, it was very appropriate. The other thing is, I thought if I gave birth without swearing to my first son, that firewalking should be a walk in the park, so to speak, or in British speak, a, a piece of piss. And it was. It That's was really how I also feel. Like good. whenever people are like, Stephanie, how you do, you do? I'm like, I made a human. 
I also had to try to yeah. get that even out of me. So everything else is easy. <laughs> Drop the weight on my foot. No big deal. That don't hurt like childhood. Nothing, nothing hurts now. Walking around with a broken leg. Be like, well, I don't know. Always said childbirth is like breaking 40 bones. But if you have a dude, your leg's broken. I'm like, yeah, that's only one bone though. It's not a big deal. That's fine. I'm just gonna ask one to guys. I want to relax for a bit and watch some Netflix. Anyways, so <laughs> back to you, Hilda. Um, okay. Hilda is going to interview Jen, and I am going to be your comedic thyself that I always am here in the corner. So take the lead, Hilda Siegel. Okay, thank you. Um, so I'm, my first question to you, Jen, is I see that you have a long and impressive career in strength-based sports. Can you tell me or tell our listeners how and what got you started? And I kind of, you kind of mentioned it during the interview process, like during the intro. Yeah, um, so, so I just, you know, I did team sports. And then my mom, she kind of sat me down. She's like, I think you'd be really good at discus and shot put. And um, yeah, I think it was, I started in seventh grade. So I was a 13 year old and just, yeah, I fell in love with that. Then it, it, during the time in high school, um, yeah, I, it just, it, something really clicked for me. It was just like, you get to put in effort and then maximize it so it was just like any workout that i did it just kind of pushed further that your success and i think that's what really kind of grasped me it just kind of grasped my soul that it was just like this is good you know because with team sports sometimes that you have to rely on other people and just this was like throwing it relied on yourself so the technical the ring time just I fell in love with that. And in addition to like my summers growing up in Idaho, I was doing a lot of garden work, lawn mowing. So lifting like bags of grass continually and pushing that mower. I think that gave me a huge strength kind of base. And yeah, so I just thought from throwing, I, I just really love it. Just strength endeavors it's really nice and I, i'm in love with the idea that don't be weak that you can always be helpful and that's what i feel like strength sport does it's just it, it carves you out as a person i think it just makes you believe in yourself more too just kind of that mental space to, to say that you can do something versus just kind of being a puddle <laughs> yeah exactly i love the uh, performance based stuff like uh especially like with strength sports, I find it's, uh, it's so empowering as women. So you kind of like hit the nail on the hammer right there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So my next question is, I noticed that you have had a lot of success in strongman powerlifting and also had completed in grip strength um, or grip, uh, grip sports. What keeps you motivated to keep competing and how are these sports complementary to each other? Well, first of all, I think I was in that situation, especially pregnant, that it's, if you don't do something, you hurt. And it's like, if you <laughs> do something, you hurt anyway. So yes, you might as well do something you love and be hurt, right? Ethos, it, yeah, exactly. I think my ethos is, is that, you know, if I'm going to go to the grave, 
like I might as well have these amazing stories and experiences to tell people versus having this kind of boring life. And I think it's great. Like I've competed in Finland, um, so the United States, England, Scotland, and more countries to come. I just think why not? It's it's good to have these experiences. And um, I guess what the other thing is, it it scares me to lose like your your strength. Yeah, and I think that's what was my frustration being pregnant is that you, you kind of had to back off a little bit. Just you don't know sometimes. So that's where I thought I just no. I, I I love my strength for also yoga as well. Yoga's been a phenomenal kind of saving grace and complementary to strengths. Even like Hathor Bjornsson said that he was doing some yoga during his time with strongman, which makes sense. If you're gonna be the living crap out of your body, then you kind of need to smooth it out, iron it out with some of those yeah, they're, like they're rough tissue. Type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been amazing. Yeah, think- but what keeps me going as well, it, it's good to it keep on doing different things as well with strength sports. And I'm just one of those people, why not? If it's not gonna really hurt, I guess hurt me. <laughs> it's not too badly, but I thought just just have fun with it and and it's great and you just meet some people are very like sketched out even doing physical activity when they're pregnant um we know now with research that it's perfectly fine you continue what you've done before but uh can you um like do you have any oh god i messed up sorry I, you're fine I, I went on I, like a I ramble there Okay. No, you didn't ramble. It's it, no, it's fine. Um, so I actually did do a little bit of uh, competing. So with Owen, twenty nineteen, I was bending steel with Owen. Um, while I was pregnant, it was a David Horn competition. Like you bought the steel, and it got sent to your house. And um, <laughs> the three of us, we went to a gym, and I'm in like my Carhartt pants to keep warm, and um yeah I and then also that's the other thing it seems to be like when I'm pregnant or holding kids then it seems to be like a faux bicep tendonitis and I remember that so in this video I definitely remember because when you brace the steel and I know it seems like 1910 like circus strongmen to talk about bending steel but uh, with that you have suede wraps on the steel so you can have some purchase on it it's not like me just you know, like a Superman trying to bend through like a cage or something like that. It's, yeah. Um, leather suede wraps around steel and then use, there's different methods of bending steel. But in this case, it was um, more of a brace that like you put your body into it. It's, um, it's almost like a tree position. I've seen one person here I can kind of demonstrate. Oh, here we go. That for bending steel it's almost like a tree position of bending like downwards okay, okay. yeah so yeah so I've seen somebody do that or it's almost like a lunge type warrior pose almost to kind of like lunge into it to get the starting U shape to this yeah. bending and then when you do like bend steel it's an amazing thing because your body is the instrument. It's the kinetic energy 
that goes into that steel. So once you make that U shape, then yeah. you kind of brace it against your thigh to open it back up. And it's oh this repetitive God. movement to keep bending it forward or try to like squeeze it more into your thighs. It's, it's an, it's, I know if, if we ever meet or you look at videos on YouTube, it's just, it's amazing. It's a full body thing that bending okay. steel and you can have like just sweat, it, you know, depending on it, it's, it's a crazy thing. Or you see people on the internet that actually bend steel and they sit like on their back and do that. So bending steel is a whole new avenue of whole body <laughs> kind of condition. So anyway, the, I dig Yeah, is that part of the grip strength that you do? Um, it, it can be, okay. yes. And I, okay. yeah, you, you can do that. You can, at the European Grip Championships in 2017, I actually had to snap a nail. That was like one of the finishing moves. And oh some of the bending steel or the snapping of steel I think mentally can turn off a few people because it is kind of frightening. It's like, can you do it? Can you not do it? Because I think sometimes we just put this limitation that, oh, I can't do that, but you actually can. And it's an amazing yeah. accomplishment. It's really amazing because then if you bent something or snapped something, you can feel the heat into the metal. And it's amazing how we're not taught that as humans, you can actually bend or break steel with enough kinetic That's energy which you do superpower eh? <laughs> like yeah it is it. absolutely <laughs> so, so many, i did like sorry i was just gonna say there's so many things just even in regular like strength sports when you think you can't do something like lifting a pr that you didn't think you could have so it's the same i would imagine it would be a similar feeling like probably a little bit more empowering but i mean it's pretty cool you know? yeah it, it's it's that visual aspect it, kind of aspect that you're like I, I've broken that it's more vision but yes you've done that um so with Owen I was bending steel um and I think like a few online challenges that was the thing I like with the online challenges I was sending the video to directly to like the event organizer to say this was like what I've done or tagged on Instagram I didn't do it too much because you know, even though it could be your closest friend, they'd be like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that when you're pregnant. Cause I just thought, I, yeah. I just don't want the mental riffraff of it all. And then- No, everyone with, um, seems to have an opinion when you're pregnant on what, what's up for you. It's, it's kind of funny. It, it definitely. And then with baby Joe, I did fire walking. And then also with baby Joe, it was like another, um, it was another online challenge too. But I was like, not bad. I think I took third and I'm like, yes still you know still carrying a baby still had a personal record that you just think hell yes why not but again just think about like how say, much people are lifting though like back in the day a guy was considered to be really strong if he deadlifted 500 pounds now you've got guys that are mm -hmm. half the weight of eddie hall lifting over a thousand pounds and back to the pregnancy point when i was and this is actually why i got as heavy as i did because I was active when I was pregnant with my first. And when I was running, people were like, but you're pregnant, fat for the baby. Mm. The when I was working on the gym, ah, it's bad for the baby. Oh, you're having sex when you're pregnant? Oh, bad for the baby. Um, and then when I got a <laughs> tricycle with my first, my second son, Sorry. I had like old Karen's male and female all up in my grill, like in person oh. and online. Yeah. Like I posted on this tricycle group because I was proud because I ordered it and built it and it was a fiasco to get it during a pandemic. And then people are like, oh, it's not safe. You're going to hurt the baby. 
Um, and when I was yeah. dead you and I was pregnant with my second, ah, well, I'm starting to sit down like in my head. Um, and you know, and like the doctors would be like, but I'm like, I'm not high risk. Like I, I, I'm much heavier than I was when I had my first time. My point is like, I don't have any health problems. But it's like this constant, like, oh, I, they're like, oh, you're going to get heat stroke. Cause I walked with my second son. Cause I was so huge. Like a, a bike couldn't even handle this ass. And uh, I was like walking down the road in a sidewalk on a path that's meant for that. And they're like, um, you should probably get some water. Your face is really somber. I'm like, no, I'm just a redhead. I have two shades, pale ghost and, and tomato. Um, and yeah, yeah. Like you really should get some more. You really need to get outside. Like, I think your baby's going to die like any second now type thing. And I'm like, so anyways, even in this modern time, the doctors all had to, we're so uneducated in it. And they also, they still are educated about weight, right? Like, you know, I had to show them all the pictures of me lifting to be like, yeah, I'm not obese. I'm heavy. Cause I lift. Um, mm -hmm. and all this other kind of stuff. And then I'd be like, people be like, I oh, drink a protein shakes when you're pregnant. Oh, that baby. I need to record myself saying that. This is like make that into a little button that somebody could press when someone tries to like carry them in public and they're pregnant. Just like, ow, oh, the baby. But anyways, even to this day, there's certifications coming out, thankfully, but even to this day, they think yeah. that women prenatal, postnatal, whatever, the best they can do is the white girl workout, which is squats with the stroller and a one pound dumbbell and extend extending of legs. Like think skinny white blonde girl Instagram workout videos. Like apparently that's all we can do. So yes, I think like you said, it's the mental riffraff of it all. The rest is just it's mm -hmm. like, is it impossible? Is it? Hmm, remember, remember you and me, Hilda, and I was like, oh, I got to do that, that, that Conan's wheel for the first time. Oh, and yeah, yeah. That's was really weak. And I was like, that was the only event I could do. Mind blown. So yeah, you never know. Anyways, that's all. Yeah, when I was pregnant with my daughter back in 1999, I was taking my teacher training for uh, uh, yoga. And I remember mm -hmm. them saying that after four months of being pregnant, you can't do inversions, like you can't do headstands or anything like that. Well, I know women now who like because of being in the pole field that do full crazy inversions on the pole and they're pregnant like there's one girl who um who owns a studio in ottawa and she's like very far along and she's doing crazy tricks on the pole still so it's it yeah it moves your center of balance but you can still do it the whole time like and i did do weight training with adia i wasn't like um competitive or anything because this is when i was like 20 two years old so I didn't even know what powerlifting was but I tried to stay active and I do think it made my pregnancy better I don't know if you guys felt like that too Absolutely. yeah I think it's it like in terms of from athletic level and how much I had to recover both times it's like that's actually what caused the problems was this opinion that you're gonna hurt the baby and also I always go back to like tribalism and nature and I'm like yeah, that kind of, you know humans in other world countries do not have strollers they don't have padded baby cribs like how on earth are these babies and these mothers surviving i don't know you know without modern well, I technology can, in hospitals i can go off on a whole different topic oh yes doctors yes versus midwife, but that's another show because i like I it's true though, but I mean, even like the increase in C-sections because women are not birthing like in a squat position, yeah. their attached tubes are like flat on a bed, like all of these difficult things. So yeah, I think that your fitness has to be the top priority. Yeah. And if you're sick all pregnancy, like I was just do what you can get done. I mean, at the end of the oh, day, exactly. you know, I, oh. I think if you're, if you're, if you feel good on a pole and it's not hurting the baby, like yeah. leave her, leave her alone. 
Mind your business, Karen. I, I even know like competitive powerlifters that have, have trained through their pregnancy and they've been fine. Like, look at what is it? Her name, Meg Squats or Megan Squats. Hmm. Like, she just know, had like a baby. Child, I just see yeah. shiny things and go, ooh, like, ah, this, like. <laughs> like this Instagram girl. I saw her at Arnold's actually this year. I just saw her from afar and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, I never went up to her and talked to her, but she, she just had a baby and she was posting videos about squatting and deadlifting throughout the whole pregnancy. So awesome. Anyway, sorry. Um, no, it's all good. So I guess we'll get on to the next interview question. Um, some of these you've already kind of answered in your intro, um, but uh, the next one is what um, are some of the challenges that, challenges that you've had to overcome um, to get to this point in your uh, athletic career? So when I moved to England, um, it was weird. I kept on having reoccurring kidney infections. Like oh. still to this day, have no idea like how it came about. Just I thought it, if it was something that I ate, it was just horrible because then it was just, I had no idea. And then I was just kind of pushing through no matter what of just, it was awful. I think I didn't compete for like two years trying to figure it out. Um, one thing that made it feel better was Indian food, just like all the garlic, turmeric stuff that made it really feel good. But it was a really scary time in my life, just, you know, going to antibiotics. And I just thought I've never really had a problem with the, that kind of situation before. It wasn't until things kind of got scary around 2015. And it was just prior to the Arnold's, um, had a massive kidney infection again. Um, I, I came and visited my folks. Of course, I had like my travel insurance, healthcare, and <clears throat> they just said, oh, we'll put you on these antibiotics. But it just, it was kind of scary. Like, and I don't want to be too graphic to, for the listeners, but I was getting like debris in every time that I was, you know, going to the bathroom. It just yeah. was kind of gross. Um, so, so then, you know, my, my mom's a nurse. And I've always been like, you know, you listen to doctors, you listen to nurses. And in 20, if I rewind a little bit, it was 2013. They said, look, we're going to put a stent in from like oh, wow. your, your kidney. And I thought, okay. And after like I had the procedure, April Fool's, it didn't happen. I don't know if the doctor got confused of what patient they were talking to. It, I didn't have a stent put in they just said that they unblocked the right side of it no idea and I was okay for a few years and then that's when like 2015 it was scary I was on antibiotics every three weeks oh god yeah so then my strong woman friend recommended mm -hmm. me this amazing nutritionist out of London and we worked together and he just said if you want to do this right he said you have to be strict with it and so it was weird, like limiting the yeast kind of foods, um, no pasta, like no peanuts, no peanut butter. It was just like your raw salmon, eggs, yogurt, berries, just really natural diet. Mm -hmm. So, and then taking 
what was it? Coconut oil pills, um, oregano oil pills, just, it was a, and even L-glutamine. And I mean, it took me probably, I think that took me four months as well, like really good on the protocol. And um, yeah, like touch wood, I haven't been on antibiotics for seven years now. Oh, that's so awesome. To, yeah, to me, that was really difficult of, you know, at the time I, I liked to have a drink and I, I didn't drink for probably eight months. That's the thing. I just, I was like, I was just in that desperate zone of like, I just want to be healthy. I want to okay, lift. Yeah. yeah. Just health as well. It just, it takes out of it. And when something that you enjoy is being taken away, it just sucks. <laughs> It's yeah. really, really awful. And then being on those antibiotics as well, my mental health was shot as well. So I just think having all those, like the keeper, just everything, it just enhanced me in a better state of mind. Yeah, for sure. Do you find that since you changed your diet, has it has actually improved your um, like performance? I Performance and I think just even mental health as well just yeah. amazing lot and it's just every once in a while like I'll get a little bit of that feedback system that I'm like okay that's you know sometimes every once in a while it's really faint that I'll feel I feel my kidney kind of like ooh, didn't like that so yeah. you just have to listen to your body and I think there comes that time in your 30s that you're like oh I shouldn't have that meal or not having like a heavy boozy night or some alcohols that affect you <laughs> way more yeah. than others you're like you just have to listen to your feedback system and then I guess you only have one body and you just don't screw it up yeah exactly so um, I just say that was huge and that's just like what's more important it kind of goes back to the book that's kind of hot on the list right now the gap in the game it's like well what do you want to do party oh, or do you want to live of, and it's, yeah I think I've heard of that book yeah so anyways, no it's, it's really good listeners on this topic of sizes, because the lovely Jen, when she was scoping out our site, when she was taking on this opportunity, was asking about sizes. So everything has a little bit of stretchy stretch because, you know, you got to fit in that ass and those thick thighs because, you know, they save lives. Um, and so most of our products go from extra small to a 6XL. Some products do not. But that don't mean we can't get it. That don't mean we don't got it. So make sure you check out www.ca, thepandastrong.ca. Okay, make sure the word panda's in there. If you don't know. Um, anyways, we provide customized options. So check that out. This episode is brought to you by Supplement King, Winnipeg, Richmond West. If you want to know about products on the topic of digestion and health and nutrition and wellness, ask me, your girl, I got coupon codes. You don't know, you need some caffeine. You need your caffeine fix. I got you. You need supplements, you need gear, we got you. So make sure you uh, DM us, okay? Holler at us and we will hook you up. Anyways, continue. Thy lovely host with the mostest and guest also with the mostest. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess I will go on to the next question. Um, so there was a comment that you ha had made about your teaching boxing that I thought was like amazing. And that was... Mm -hmm. um, that was that you like get out of your comfort zone. Can you tell us about that? Because I was just really impressed with the fact that that like that whole section in your your um, autobiography type of thing, or you know. Um, so if yeah. you could comment on that, absolutely. Well, I thought um, I've always 
to appreciated boxing. Um, so for my brother playing Mike Tyson's Punch Out to watching the Rocky movies to um, yeah, every once in a while I catch in like a boxing match. I haven't been a diehard that I wouldn't know who's fighting, but now recently I do. I just thought, well, I appreciate the sport and I understand and I have the willingness to learn, read. And then of course, like Facebook seems to be tracking me because it'll show me reels of boxing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just thought, why not? Um, and I think in the future, I, I, I wouldn't mind doing like a charity boxing match to kind of get understand what that athlete does for the mental preparation of it because I thought why not and of course of course the critical side of me is I'm sure some of the teenagers I coach is like well what the hell does she know she she has a box you know that's the critical like teenager even in me because I was very critical as a teenager that I'm sure I'm sure that thought process is around and absolutely I'd love to do a charity box just to say that I've done it and put myself through it but um you know I think myself of being a world champion in a few different sports and holding a, a world record in a few grip events that I just think I, I do have something to contribute and something to give back in that positivity and telling kids that you have to have the tenacity in order to keep going in a sport. So that's where I just thought, put myself in a, a different situation. Why not? You either learn, grow from it, or you still grow from it and you realize maybe it wasn't a good fit for you. So I thought, why not? And besides, it goes back to the stories, isn't it? It's human yeah, connection. Exactly. It, so I just think either if it does work out, it doesn't work out. But I, I've been there since December. So I'm still in there five months in. <laughs> so it hasn't scared me away yet. <laughs> That's awesome. So, like I was, yeah. I was just so impressed with how you said that. Like I, I wanted to try this and I got out of my comfort zone and, you know, like, so that's, yeah, a lot of people would, oh, I'm not comfortable with that. So I'm not going to teach it or I'm not going to do this. You know what I mean? And we all kind mm -hmm. of get like that. Um, I know even myself, I have all these like things I've done, but I still have that kind of imposter syndrome where oh, I'm not good enough. And I think part of that stems from my background, but uh, it's, I think it's amazing that you can push through all that and to overcome it. Like I'm scared of this, so I'm going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Maybe. Um, and I thought about that. I really reflected on that question the other night and I hear I'm washing dishes and I'm thinking maybe I'm just like addicted. I'm a little bit of a thrill seeker to be like the oh shit factor. Like what's going to happen? Like I, I, there's so many times in my life I've had the same thing where I'm like, if I don't do it, I'm going to regret it. So I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. and then in the be all end all, who gives the, what people think of you, you know what I mean? exactly it, yeah yeah like you're the one and then it's a talk every day it, exactly and then I thought well I thought to myself one time and this is where like the whole the panda strong thing because I tell people I'm like the big panda and there was one time I was leading a workout and I was like come follow the bit I was like come follow the big fat panda come on I was like keep moving I was just like I'm not <laughs> oh. out of breath yet <laughs> no Jen so I hurt myself all the time because I identify as a skinny woman. And so, <laughs> no, it's true though. Like, it's true. Like whenever people see me out in the wild, they're like, man, you can really swim fast. I'm like, I know because 
it's water. It does not care. Um, or when I'm biking, they're like, man, you're pretty fast. I'm like, I told you thick thighs save lives. So <laughs> I am not aware of my extremities. So I smack, like I have so many bruises on my thighs and, and my hips because I bang into equipment when I'm walking by it or I trip on it. Because oh my I God, I do that too. I'm fluffy panda in the gym <laughs> and I only have so much brain capacity and I'm just like focused on the next lift. And then, yeah, I'm, or the cute guy that walks by and then, you know, smack into something. But anyways, I also <laughs> understand the panda identification. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go on to the next question, I guess. Um, with all of your training, how do you find time uh, to be like, well, especially to be a mom, to find time to train and to do, like, do you have any advice to give other moms and how they can also like have time for themselves, have time for their kids, I guess, find life balance in, in general. It's, it's huge that um, it was cute when when I originally wanted to do this powerlifting competition in April, I was like, okay. And then after reading David Goggins' book, oh my Can't god, I read me. it too. I read it too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought to myself, I got to change my circumstances because I just thought, okay, well, I'm not. I didn't get to breastfeed as much with uh, with my second son, and yeah. I just thought, I oh, got. I have. I have a lot of weight to lose, and I said, I got to make some different changes and lo and behold I was like I'm gonna go to boot camp I just said I'm probably gonna hate it because of all the endurance stuff but it's amazing yeah. how your body adapts and I it's, so agree with that like oh sorry like no totally yeah pitch in pitch in because oh yeah, I, would, I was saying the same say, like even with powerlifting like I switched to hook grip uh god during the pandemic because I used to helicopter on one side when I had the mixed grip and um, it's like, it fucking, sorry, it sucked at first because it hurts your thumbs. And even with pole stuff, like you have to get, your body will adapt to the pain, right? You just have to build mm -hmm. up a tolerance. Mm -hmm. Like even like a newbie just sitting on a pole, like you can't believe the grip that you need for your legs and you get bruises. Like you guys are talking about bruises, try pole, you get bruises and everything. It's crazy. And then, yeah. you, but your body just adapts to it eventually. It's like anything. Like you will adapt to it if you just power through it. Same thing with breastfeeding. When you first start breastfeeding, it hurts like hell. And, but you keep going and it, you know what I mean? Well, seriously, we're all with like your nipples crack, you, you're in pain. Okay. 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 I don't know if they're ready for all that, Hilda. I'm just kidding. I'm, I know. I, I feel. feel. <laughs> Calm down. Traumatize all the single fellas out here that didn't make no baby yet. Um, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if you, struggle, <laughs> you go through it, you don't, you know, the philosophy exactly. of life is this, no pain, no gain. And it is very true. Anything amazing equals pain. So that's okay. why we say, don't be a bitch, lift some heavy shit, right, Jen? Because that's basically Amen. what it means. Amen. You cannot have anything in life without pain, okay? Yeah. Trips to vacations and, and, and margaritas on the beach in Jamaica, that's like 2% of life. The rest is out and more out and yeah. a little bit less out, but it's mostly just out. So yeah, I mean, you have to be kind of a bit of a sadist though, right? Like if you're an elf and you're wanting to achieve strength yep. goals, you have to be, you have to start to like the pain, love the pain, seek the pain. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> in my boot camp class, I, I am totally known to be like, embrace the pain. I will say yeah. that. Like, <laughs> I it's, just said it's, that. 
I'm a man now. I'm a man. (laughs) I feel like my inner nutsack grows every time I get a PR and I am in pain. I'm like, yeah, but I did something. What did you do? Cardio. (laughs) No cardio discussions allowed here. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But it's all, it was all for the powerlifting game. So that's the thing because I powered through it. I mean, I didn't go to my powerlifting thing because I thought, okay, my pelvic, you know, just complications after yeah. my second son. And I'm like, it, I'm not ready yet. But, you know, going back to the gap in the game that it was just like, look, my endurance is a whole lot better than what it was. So that's like my positivity. And just to take away, I, I have an amazing group of girls at boot camp. that it's good to have that community. Yeah, I, so I that's that. I miss having a group of people to lift with. Like I, I lift in my own in my basement right now. I do have a, like I work at a gym, but it's not the same as a commercial gym. And I, I miss mm-hmm. having that like camaraderie between like, even like I mostly trained with men before, but just having lifters, like common lifters around, it makes a huge difference. Definitely. And that's, and that's what I've said, that it's just, you know, it's, it's nice. And then we kind of had the plague at our house for a few weeks just the boys my husband just we just had like things coming out both ends and it was just like everybody was like how are you doing are you okay it was just nice that it was like you were missed (laughs) I guess being that kind of insane personality that it's like oh well it's quiet where's the session where's our loud Yankee in the midst of it to be like you know say embrace the pain or you know wake up it's Saturday morning and you know it's just (laughs) here we are (laughs) but yeah no it's really good so a little story um so one time I missed boot camp and I was being too polite with my husband I got up with the kids and he didn't wake up before boot camp and I just thought well he needed the rest and he was like Jen you were just being too polite just go because he said I understand it and he just said just wake me up next time to go to yeah. boot camp so, I th- so it's just making sure that it's like relationship marriage communication whatever to just say you know this means a lot to me it's just making sure and especially if, like my husband does lawnmower racing that's the trophy behind me at the moment um <laughs> we we have hobbies and it's just making sure that things are 50 50 so you have those times to do that so yeah I think it's just you know kind of saying all right you you know she watched the kids during x race that I need to do the same for my preparation and there was one time my husband was painting like our master bedroom and it was a great day and that's where I actually ended up and entered a um, stone of steel competition of David Horns because it was a nice day and the kids needed to be outside I was like look let me put a few of my marks in so I just think it's going outside enjoying the weather or making sure there's enough toys out on the lawn. And if you do your kettlebells and stuff at the same time, it's just enjoying that outside time. Yeah. Or even the kids, like you take a walk and you pull that wagon. It, it's just, you kind of have to find your bits and pieces or you do your set and play with your kids. Um, one time for the Arnold's 2020, those here, like those kids puzzle play mats, like with the sponge. Yeah. Um, kind of because what I was doing I was training for um it was 
it's with what the captain's a crush grippers and anyway you have to hold this like two and a half kilo plate and I made yeah. sure to get one of those like kids mats underneath so it wouldn't it wouldn't dent my floor so it's <laughs> so I guess that's what you have to do improv to make sure that's like yeah yeah that is your kid far away enough of it and just to use that mat to make sure that you know you're you can try to train wherever you need to so yeah you have to be creative sometimes maybe there needs to be a book about that I know well <laughs> Especially during COVID, like so many people used it as an excuse to not like, and I know it, it is like, you know, you didn't have access, but if you want to, like I stayed active the whole time. I didn't have as much equipment, but I like still did stuff. I ended up doing a lot of calisthenics and YouTube videos or running outside or whatever, but you can still do things to keep, even keep and maintain like your mental health, you know, because I found if you just mm -hmm. sit there and watch TV, it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not good for you. So it's amazing that, you know, you could be, you can be that um, uh, creative to come up with different things to stay active. And especially Absolutely. as a just yeah. yeah. And it makes you a better role model for your children, I think. Absolutely, because Owen has a trophy in his room. It was spare from like an international all-round weightlifting competition. And I can tell him that was like, mommy was a judge of that. And he, he has a trophy oh. in his room because it was spare. And I was like, and he gets it. And especially watching like um, Disney's cars because he knows lightning queen and the piston yeah. cup. And then how he sees dad's trophies. So he, I think he knows what it means that, to kind of have those you know, invoking, so to speak, of like that competitive spirit that that's awesome. what we have in our house, that we love to compete no matter what it is. Yeah. Hey, don't talk about religion on this podcast. What okay. about roles? I'm just kidding. Um, Wait, are we talking I'm about religion? <laughs> you said invoking? I'm just joking. Just kidding. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, um, <laughs> Jen, so what you're saying, Hilda, it's true though, because like I said, my baby, my 18 month old, he lifts weights in the basement and I love his grunt because he goes, he like closes his teeth. He's like, <laughs> like, what like, but I can't do because he's a man, even though he's like a baby. He's like a man voice already. And he's grunts. He's like, and he drinks my coffee every morning. And, you oh, know, God. has to scroll through my DMs when I'm doing businessy stuff. So, yes, role model all the time. But I feel like all that's the thing he's got to incorporate it in. Like, I have my weightlifting time at night, but like I, I'm actually purchasing today for $2,400. It's usually like six grand as a cruiser bike. And it actually has like Ooh. a wheelbarrow on the front and seat belts and doors. And it's like a pedicab. So I can like truck my kids around so I can fit in on an average, like a low day pen on weather is like eight to 12 K a day, just like going to the grocery store, physically walking. Like I intentionally move where I am now so I can get to their schools and everything on daycare on foot. And so you fit that in. In the winter, it's more difficult. Where I'm like, okay, I have to be yeah, the cardio yeah, hamster bunny yeah. and get on up on a treadmill here, or I can box. I like I like punching things. So you box. So yeah, it's like you just gotta fit it in around the days. Um, and nowadays there's so many options and the ways to do that, right? No, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, so I also saw that you like well, you mentioned that you moved from the U.S. to England. Um, how has that been? And um, are you able to pick off right where you left off in the U.S. for your competitions? Like it sounds like you have been. Definitely. Well, because England 
has a better train system, even though I know a majority of Brits would be like, oh, she just, <laughs> you know, just a little England in the trains. But the trains have been amazing for me to like get on <clears throat> and travel to do some different competitions. And especially okay. like I plan my journeys and routes or I just plan a significant amount of time beforehand. And that's for, I've just made sure to make our travel costs a little bit, you know, not as extortionate um, or exorbitant either way. But um, I just think we've just had a lot more strength opportunities. So, you know, the bending of steel, more grip stuff, um, strong, man, strong woman, a strong man, just because of where I was you know, location-wise in 2010 to say that I was second UK strongest woman. Um, powerlifting, I think it's just because where I was in Idaho or the fact that, you know, there was a lot of other people in the like late 2000s, you know, early 2010s that it was just yeah. like, yeah, more, more women are lifting. And so I just think there's just more, but as we kind of talked about the other day that I feel like in Europe, unless it's your bigger competition and that's where you'll pay the money. I feel like it's a lot cheaper in Europe, the United Kingdom than it is in North America. Yeah. That's, that's so, yeah. It's expensive in Canada even to compete. Especially so if I, I find building crazy, but powerlifting is a little yeah. bit more cheaper but it's still it's still expensive for a meet it's like 125 150 sometimes even more and then sometimes you have to pay for a membership on top of that depending on the federation you're with right absolutely and that's where this year I was going to but you know it was pretty comparable for the federation that I was looking at in the United Kingdom so mm -hmm. it was very comparable but the strong man strong woman like it was 20 pounds pretty much i mean you got a t-shirt with that to go and compete so i'm just like that's really reasonable yeah that's awesome yeah, 20 pounds <laughs> i don't know yeah, what that is in our like our money <laughs> it, we'll have to convert that but it, i'm sure with kind of with america i think it's almost about like what 16 bucks give or take or no, oh, it's wow. the other way around. So then you're looking at like, so, so then you're sorry. So it's like 25 bucks to compete. Okay. Yeah. That's really reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really reasonable. So, I mean, that's All right. So if you guys not? are trying to find connections and everything else to the community, check out our Facebook group, Strong Women of Canada. You have to be Canadian. No UK, USA people allowed, Jen. Um, but, <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a globalist. Um, you um, what advice would you give to someone wanting to get into strength sports and who does not have a background in it? Find some positive, enthusiastic people that are passionate and won't cut you down. That's, <laughs> you know, I would just, you know, gravitate towards people that you feel like they're pretty positive and they won't treat you like shit. Yeah, that's it. That's awesome. <laughs> makes a big, it makes a big difference having support of a good support system. Huge. I, the other thing is 
reach out. I think we're in a world now that if you really like somebody, send a message. And I would describe a little bit of your story, not, hey, what's up? Do you want to train me? You know, that's where I would say a little bit of context and background to say, hi, this is, you know, this is what I did in the past. Um, you know, maybe find it relatable, whether it's yoga, climbing. Um, yeah. And then that they want to go into strength sports, then where do I go? Is there, you know, other resources that you recommend? Because, you know, of course, the internet at the moment, there's people can say whatever. And I think, I think you have to also trust in yourself, trust in what you think works for you. Because it's not this one size fits all type program. Like when I think of the stuff that I was doing with university training and the like strong. Are you there, Jen? Valerie Adams that just won the gold medal in the discus. Just she was a dancer. And at the time in the early 2000s, you need to be lifted heavy. And the lifting heavy stuff, it drags you down. So it almost kind of needs to be like a boot camp level or every once in a while change it to be like a topped out strength session to understand to kind of get that massive explosiveness. So I, I just think you need to have context on what you want to. It's, it's zeroing, it, zeroing in on your goals and what you really want to achieve, you know? Do you want to lose weight or do you want to throw the shot put, you know, 15 meters? It's having a real end game because I think if you're very vague, then you're going to be very frustrated. So I think specificity rules all. That was awesome. That was good. well said. Um, I did want to make one more, like more of a comment. So I like you, you mentioned that you're from Idaho, right? Yes, correct. So I actually got the pleasure to compete in Idaho Falls one year. I think it was 2013. Yeah. It was for amateur powerlifting uh, world. And I thought uh-huh. I was gonna, I'm like, Idaho Falls is going to be a boring trip. It was one of the best trips I've ever taken in my life. Like, it was amazing. Awesome. Yellowstone's right by there. We were like, anyway. So I was like very impressed with that area of the world. So just, just wanted to make a comment on that. <laughs> right on. Like, <laughs> you know there's some beautiful things and when I tell people especially in England I said Idaho's kind of like a little Iceland with like some French vineyards and then yeah it was beautiful yeah there's there you know there's some things like I definitely miss like I don't see the mountains down here but like if I go to the northeast of England then I see the mountains and I'm like damn it reminds me of Idaho but just (laughs) you miss you miss a few things and yeah yeah what you give up for the love of the love of your life right so who knows so speaking of that when I was in Idaho I was with this guy that I was like head over heels with like he was American and I was Canadian it didn't end up working Uh out but I still think about him all the time one of the best relationships I ever had so I get I get the whole long distance thing like Uh it's it's good that you guys can work it out though but anyways (laughs) so do we want to end it there guys (laughs) I whatever works yeah yeah
Sorry, I just, I, um, I'm not sure how to wrap things up. So I'm just kind of like, ah. I guess Stephanie can take care of editing all that part out. I guess the other thing is either ask, well, I, what are my upcoming things? Because I do have grip competitions coming up. Oh, so yes, sorry. Yes, that should be. Yeah, like, yeah. And I wanted to ask you about the grip strength more, but then we kind of went off into like these other things. Yeah, I find who knows, maybe episode two. Yeah, exactly. We should do an episode two. We should just have like one day where we just fucking chat, you know, and like, you know, like have a topic, but then just, you know, kind of chat and then I, see. I, definitely. Well, I was thinking about this because, you know, your different perspective, my different perspective, Stephanie's as well, like with her cute yeah. integrations. And I don't want, I can just hear it. Oh my God, Panda Strong's like the view of strength sports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even but, like some of the stuff that came up as women, like talking about things that you would never hear about as a male, from a male perspective. Cause they don't know about things like pelvic floor and like breastfeeding and like birth and pregnancy. Like these are all topics that women experience. So like women in strength I, I, is the stuff that we need to be discussing you know like I, I, I totally agree yeah I, because being in the dark man you're just in the dark until it happens and you're like oh, like does anybody else go through this so I, yeah. I totally agree maybe we need to have like a professional female doctor some sort or even yeah well, I have um a chiropractor. Like Joanna, Joanna Taylor is coming on soon and she has she's a chiropractor but she's amazing. She's got like, she treats all the athletes in Ottawa, but I also know a physiotherapist mm -hmm. that I personally went to see for pelvic floor. So I, I'm thinking about asking yeah. her. Cause she, she actually went to the gym with me one time and did like a, um, did like a, an assessment in the gym. So most. Wow. I need to see somebody like that. that. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. Well, she's a friend of mine too. So I kind of got away with it that way. Um, so you yeah, guys yeah, yeah. want to know who you need to crack your back? We don't sell crack, <laughs> but someone needs to crack your back. <laughs> yeah. Sit on that. No, we don't sell squishing, okay? I don't know why I've been thinking about that. Like, this because my, my kids are always squashing me and then want to be squashed by me. And I'm like, yeah, this is for kids only. Stays there. Um, but if you guys need um, access to our massage therapists and our other networks, you check in on our Facebook page. Pamstrong.ca. And then we do sponsor competitions. So if you want to know what we're sponsoring and where you can get hooked up with gift cards for Incredible Imperil, hop onto our Instagram. It's there. And if you do TikTok, make some challenges, do our challenges, do it with us. We want to see your shenanigans. Connect is the word. We are here. We want to see what you can do so we can reshare it and post it across the world. Your hair looks like mermaid hair, Hilda. Just saying. It's because I braided it. <laughs> Thank it's you. Starbucks logo. <laughs> yes. Uh, we should make a version of that for a store with Hilda, I think. Mermaid excellent. hair? I love it. It's a Starbucks like, like we're going to sue you on copyright. I'm like, oh, well, then just Okay, I, I didn't hear that part. Okay, I get what you're saying. The girl in the Starbucks thing. Yeah. Yeah. God, oh. Sometimes I don't hear stuff <laughs> away and then I clue in after. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, 
anyway. <laughs> so I had to leave to sell a guy a belt. He was really good looking and he was like beginning to lift. And I was like, oh, you're beautiful. You're a beautiful specimen, you. <laughs> and he hasn't even started lifting yet. And I was like, you'll do I, I have a, a bad story about that. I had like a huge crush. I had to stop going to him. I had this fashion stretch guy and he was like so pretty. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't go here anymore. Like there was this guy that used to disarm me in my old gym. He was so gorgeous. He must have been like six five, and he was white, and he he just had these muscles. He just looked like this Viking god. It looked like this mythical <laughs> creature from some statue or some movie. And every time he would like you know check me out, I would be like hurt myself. I was like oh, <sighs> you know, it was like a hormonal thing. I couldn't even control it. I was like. My boss was like, my boss was like, let's make babies. I'm like, no, I don't want to make babies. They broke me. I already have enough babies. <laughs> Focus oh. on the log. Focus on the log. Oh, God. I had to hide. And then I had to try not to go there at the same time. So I wouldn't break my face with the log press, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Run away. Run away from temptation. Or if there's something may be invoked. Right, Jen? So anyways... Um, yes, we have, <laughs> we also have a network. I love it how you think I'm ashamed of now. Hmm? Sorry? Are we going to have to walk on some fire, Jen? <laughs> that was one of the questions I still wanted to ask you too, was about your fire walking. Okay, let's close so with cool. the fire yeah. walking. What? Okay. Last question, fire walking. So yeah, can you tell us about, I know you kind of explained it in the intro, but can you tell us about your fire walking experience and how you feel it empowered you? Absolutely. So <clears throat> my friend that asked me, she ended up not going and I was like, it's okay. I have my family in tow. I have my fan club. It's, it's okay. Um, hilariously, we did the fire walking at a golf course. I mean, I thought to myself, this is just hilarious. It's like putting an elevator in an outhouse. It just doesn't belong because you have refined people that go to a golf golf course to go do their hobby. And then it was like pretty much bohemian, random people mixture that are just going to do this fire walking thing for charity. And so it was just funny that golf course fire walking um so of course you're a little nervous and I loved it because of COVID this is like the one good thing I guess like they had to do almost like a half a day's course like traditionally you'd have to ha like go through this uh, the dangers of fire walking blah 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 yeah. and it ended up being like a 10 minute YouTube video and then you had to acknowledge that you watched it yeah and just uh, what are the rules and it was like count to 10 you're gonna have black feet and that was it they, I think that's pretty much the two rules that came out of it is that just walk on the coals count to 10 and that you're gonna have black feet and so because obviously black feet are from the coals yeah but you need to you need to continually walk on the coals because if you put your feet there and da, 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 then they're going to get burnt. Of course. But if you walk across it, it's that perpetual motion that you don't feel it as much. Yeah. And the other thing is you kind of like wet your feet a little bit before you start walking. So whether or not there's this like moisture barrier that doesn't affect your skin, 
who like who knows that it doesn't burn or the other thought processes because your body is at this extreme level of course your feet are cold anyway because it's hard with the circulatory the circulatory system that it doesn't go as fast that it seems to be that you're not going to feel that temperature difference immediately okay did you feel it like once you got off of the rocks or like the coals did you feel like did it stick in it oh my god it it was just really it just felt warm and it was that visual because at first like I have it on like video recorder like a hard drive video recorder because I did a massive hell yeah before I walked across it because you're like Uh I've never done this before go for it and you just walk across it was so focused that it was just kind of like and it felt amazing like yes you've done that you kind of like felt it but you didn't really really feel it you know you felt a little bit of a temperature temperature difference but not a lot and then that's the thing the guy said you can you know, everybody had to try that you can do it again and yeah. did it again. And um, yeah, it's, again, still making sure that you're having that walking pattern and it was fine. So I was making sure that like that first test run, uh, test run wasn't just all adrenaline and you just blocked it out for the second mm-hmm. one that you still really didn't feel anything. Yeah, that's, I, whenever I think of like, fire walking I think of like either Tony Robbins or the girl from the office when she walks across like I don't know if you watched that show <laughs> yeah. before but that's what it brings to my mind is like the whole Tony Robbins thing and like walking across the mm-hmm. fire so I, I, I don't know I think I think it's so interesting that we can like totally do something out of our comfort zone like you had said about the boxing and just yeah. you know have that achievement afterwards so uh, absolutely and they do like a glass walking as well and who knows maybe that could be in my future (laughs) yeah that would be creepy even like I've watched videos where they're like um they're up in the air and they're like walking across this like glass um floor but it looks like it's cracking have you seen those Mm -hmm. and they're up yeah 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 and that freaks me the hell out so I can't imagine like I know walking on glass is like oh my god like cutting up your feet and stuff that would freak me out I think more so than fire walking but both of them are screen you know so yeah yeah anyway that's amazing that you've accomplished like so much and you're like how old are you you're not that old you know I, so I'm 37 37 yeah so you're 37 and you've achieved like most think people like most people haven't even achieved half of what you've achieved in like a lifetime never mind like 37 years so that's like you must be so impressed with everything that you've done well, and so thank you. I just think, well, it's it's more the experience level. I, I think that seems to be just like, I, I've done that and it's good to tell the stories and I don't know, rub off on other people that you can do things, you know? And I hope like the things that you see on Facebook of the eight-year-old women lifting, I hope I can still do that at that age. Yeah, I'm like that too. I like want to be that person because people always say, oh, powerlifting, it's like, you know, you hear people getting injured and I thank God have been fairly lucky and I've been lifting for 12 years, like, like competitively. Um, You've been lifting for a long time too. And you haven't like, other than the kidney thing, you haven't had too many crazy injuries either. Right. So. Correct. I've just, I've just had some tendonitis issues, but, and then flat feet, 
issues with arch supports and every once in a while you get a muscle spasm that yeah. just does a weird thing and it's fine but no, I've been very lucky and in my teenage years I knew some really good female throwers that had you know knee operations and oh. couldn't compete anymore so no I'm very grateful that I can still compete and that's that's my drug you want to know why yeah, well, I, because Jen has the face of an Olympian Jen looks like she should be on some Facebook ad for Team Canada and looks like she probably skis or um like I feel like you look like you do power skating I don't know there's something about your skin tone and your hair I just feel like you yeah. need to you, don't you see that though like when you see her and then you think heavy strong woman it just it's it's, it's separate I love you are you ready to go get our cargo bike of awesomeness you better because I'll be dropping that money to buy that for you <laughs> well I wanted to thank you so much for letting me interview you as this other co-host and uh, I look forward, I look so forward to uh, doing this again. And hopefully next time it'll be a little bit smoother every time we do this. So thank Absolutely. you so much. See, thank you. We're growing. We're growing professionally as um, Team Panda Strong. Yeah, exactly. And she'll like, I know I have so much faith in Stephanie's editing skills, but most of this will be like flawless, you know, or somewhat anyway. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I needed to hear that. Keep telling me things I want to hear. Keep going. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. honestly, like it's probably like an hour and a half. You have crap. You like have to edit. You don't even know it. the shit that has gone down. Hold on. Let me stop. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait. Okay. So, all right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today's show. I want to thank Hilda Siegel, our newest uh, co-host for interviewing Jen, our also newest co-host. <laughs> These fabulous ladies will be here to keep me straight because y'all know where I can go and to bring, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. It's the artist in me, the artsy farty. Anyways, um, they're very knowledgeable and incredible athletes and women and entrepreneurs and moms. So we're here. We got you. Um, feminine power all the way. And uh, tune in to our next episode two weeks from now maybe a little bit sooner, and we will be doing some episodes when they go and As usual, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Podcast, and pretty much every other platform. So share, like, leave, comment, subscribe, and let us know if we can help you with any different skills. If you want to see one of your favorite athletes on our show, let us know. We will contact them and see what they say. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in, and have a great, fabulous day. Do, 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 do. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. So I'm stopping the recording. Bye.